Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Did you go somewhere to get that done? Yeah. Paid money for it and everything. You paid for that? Yeah. You know, I do mine every every three months. Actually, I traded Mahi for it. Did you really? Yeah. I gave him five bucks as a tip. Are you serious? Yeah. You traded fish for a haircut? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Really? Yeah. Are we rolling, John? We're rolling. Welcome to Connected by Water. Hello. 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 Captain Mark Dario. Michelle Dalton. Hi. Bombshell. I don't have a nickname. You want one? <laughs> Call you Buzz. <laughs> Buzz Fright Ear. I've you, traded um, Kingfish for my nails. Before. Come on. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. To who? I think they wanted fish head soup. No. Yeah. Was that an Asian lady, was it? I was going to do her accent, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> do it. Come on. <laughs> Oh, you want the kingfish? <laughs> you 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 have kingfish head? <laughs> she asked for the I head. I do now for free. Really? It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Only once. That's awesome. I trade barracudas for the little kids in the Bahamas to wash the boat. Yeah, that's what Skip Smith told me one time. He's like, don't ever get fish finger baskets from the Bahamas because you never know what's in there. Ooh. It's a fishy he surprise. Sick. He got sick once. Cigatera. Yeah, it's what he got. He has it. I mean, it's like for life. Yeah. And yeah. What are the symptoms of that? Um, he gets really, really, really bad migraines. Mm. Um, and I don't know all the symptoms to it, but that's actually where the first I learned about it was from him. You know, one time we went, um, you know, fish shack. Uh huh. Right. So we went to lunch there one day, and I'm like, oh, the hogfish. And he's like, no. Oh. Hell no, not for me, never again, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you guys know Skip, but that's kind of how he talks. He's like, nope, mm -hmm. you can have that king, you can have that hogfish and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, why? Because I got the cigatera. <laughs> and I'm like, the hell is that? So he told me, and he, he thought he was going to die. Yeah, it's in your blood. Yeah. For life. For life. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. That's the last, that was the last hogfish I ever ate. No, I'll, I'll keep eating everything. I know you keep eating. <laughs> I, you keep eating everything, but it's like I may yeah, have had like, like I may hog. have had like a hawk. Now, actually, let me rephrase that. It's probably like I'm very selective as to where I eat hawkfish. So put it to you that way. Like it's got to be like a legit place in my mind. But although you never control who's in the kitchen anywhere you are. Yeah, true. So I don't know. My mother-in-law is like scared to death of getting that from fish. Like every time she sees like a sale on fish or whatever out at the at the market, she always calls me and asks me. Would this fish have that? Can I get sick from eating this fish? Like salmon and all that stuff. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't eat salmon, so I don't have a problem. 
Well, that's, you that's not. I don't eat salmon either. I don't like salmon. Freshwater fish aren't it's real. It's weird. I never liked it. I only liked it like raw sushi right. mm-hmm. um, until recently. Like your taste buds change yeah, when you get older. Taste buds definitely change. Like yeah. I love broccoli now. Yeah. I said never. I used to, I like you know, cauliflower. Do you like? I'm I'm a big asparagus guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Liz still won't touch it, but she loves salmon. Like everywhere we go, like if we ever got to like a nice dinner, they can be like, oh, you get this and get that, and then she'd be like. Oh, to get my salmon like yeah like i only time. get it at a nice restaurant yeah like, like big bear otherwise yeah, like big bear <laughs> <laughs> beer cheese soup yeah and so, salmon <laughs> yep for the high quality people yeah right for the high class <laughs> that's cool man no the um well, you don't really buy fish anymore like you guys like because you guys catch so much fish yeah right so do you really like when you go out to a restaurant you're like give me a burger typically yes pretty much right mm-hmm. like so sick my problem fish. is i'm such a good cook Right. self-proclaimed chef no i like i'm disappointed anytime that i do order mm-hmm. like seafood at a restaurant i heard you're an amazing cook yeah i'm pretty good yeah I'm not gonna lie what's that all right so <laughs> i can't even lie for you at this point <laughs> so you have all right everyone knows the bombshell fishing instagram mr but you have an entire instagram for for cooking, cooking mm-hmm. right yeah and you have a lot of people following you there too <laughs> but not I don't really advertise it as much as I should. What is it? Uh, bombshell cooking. At bombshell cooking. At bombshell underscore right. cooking. Underscore cooking. Yeah. Um, All that. I was working on my recipe book, so I was like, you know what? I should just start this page, and it would be like, you know, when, I, when I'm ready to sell the book, it'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, an easier way to advertise it, but I don't really promote it. <laughs> They're all your recipes, though, right? Yes, 100%. What's your favorite one? I like fish tacos. Yes. Yeah, I'm always disappointed in other people's tacos. Yeah. So it's all about the slaw. All about the, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, What's you your favorite fish to use in a fish taco? Um, typically like snapper or mahi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easier to cook. We went yellowtail on this weekend. Yeah. Down there because we went down um, to Tavernier for a mini season. Mm-hmm. The Harris has a house down there. So it's like, oh, come on. And then we brought the whole family. So it was like a big family weekend. So... Yeah, yellowtails up there on my list. Yeah, so so I love them. Yeah. I kept my ass out of hamachi. No mini season. You didn't go. I tried to go actually. Did you really? I had a couple friends that were like, "Hey, let's go." I was like, "All right, fine." Because mm-hmm. I don't dive anymore. But we got out the inlet. Bunch of helicopters. Bunch of cops. Asked one of the BSO guys what's going on. They said they lost a diver. Looked at my friends. They said they don't do oh, dead boy. people. And we went. Wow. So, was it Jay that told you that? No, he was on vacation. Did you hear what happened to him? Yes. <laughs> She's not happy. You hear happened to Jay? What? No, who's Jay? Jay is that's Rhonda's boyfriend, the BSO on the Intercoastal. Twisted as a saw. Oh yeah, maybe I met Name. him. Twisted as ACL him at Sands. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, twisted as ACL, saving uh. No, I'm just kidding. Playing badminton. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. So he needs a better story. Yeah, he needs a better story, right? I think he should see the other guy. You should see the other (laughs) guy. Totally. So, all right. I want to talk about something um, with you guys today that I was thinking about the other night, right? Because you're huge on social media, right? And you guys are young, right? Although you don't think you are, right? I know you are, (laughs) right? Um, Would you guys, do you guys consider yourselves like in the millennial? Zone. No. No? Beyond I, me. I don't know how when when does that cut off? I don't even know. Cause I get I get 
told that I'm acting old all the time. You do act old. Thanks. I try to be in bed by 9.30. He's a grandpa. <laughs> You're an old man. You're the oldest young man I know. Um, when does that cut off? Like, when, when, like, I don't know the rules on I don't know. We're going to have to like go to that. the Google machine for like that. They tell me I'm what, Gen X? I think it's like if you were a kid in the 2000s. I don't know. Yeah. Like a young really? kid. Really? I don't know. Okay. I think I got that beat. So <laughs> I want to talk about, because I was just talking to Stan and Chris there on yesterday or Monday um, about, you know, the influence of video games and technology and kids and stuff like this. And obviously you're, you've kind of made your mark in social media and online in that world. Do you have any thoughts on, because where people like, I guess the real reason I came up with this idea is like this kid comes out in the news and says he wants his goal is to be a professional YouTuber. And I was wondering from the perspective of someone who kind of makes their way in social media, like how do you feel? Like, do you struggle with that kind of thought with kids or do you just kind of like, you know, like what's your, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I guess because I, I grew my page so organically, it just happened. It wasn't right. like a plan of mine to be like, I'm going to be, yeah. you know, infamous on Because yeah, you Instagram. started that as a hobby, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just, um, it's kind of a hard thing to think about for, you know, for the youth to that to be their goal, you know, yeah. like I've always believed in going to school or, you know, mm-hmm. bettering your education. So I don't know. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's it seems to me the generation right now, um, because what do they call them, social media influencers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are being influenced, I think, by a lot of things that they see, and they see, like, you know, but they don't may not know, like, the story behind yeah. what actually got those people, mm-hmm. you know, there, or, or whether it's, you know, legit, or whether it's been, like, you know, bought, sold, and paid for. And not know? everything that you see on social media is, like, you know, real, like real. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And you don't see the negative, you know, nobody's posting, you know, the negative no, you're stuff. Only showing Actually, people some people do, want. you know, they, they put out like when they, they have a breakup or <laughs> I yeah. always find those posts funny. Yeah. And that's, that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing where it's just like, well, you don't want people like knowing all your dirt either. And, you know, or TMI or whatever yeah. they say, it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't, you know, just pick and choose your battles. Yeah. yeah. You pick and choose your battles. <laughs> were you were you picking and choosing whether or not you should buzz your hair and pay pay fish for it? Hey, it worked, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I have. I do mine myself. I was gonna say, can't you do that by yourself? Yeah, I can, but he does all the like fancy sideburn stuff. So oh yeah, I just the sideburns. You have to do the fingers and make sure they're equal. Oh no, he uses like a chalk pencil and gets them all level. Does he really? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to justify himself getting paid. Mm-hmm. To just buzz your head off. It's funny because, like, <laughs> he'll, like, go in the back and clean up and, like, while he's getting, like, the new razor or whatever, and another guy will be like, hey, if he's not here next time, you know, I'd like some tuna and I'll give you the same deal. Really? Oh, yeah, they, like, fight over it. <laughs> Whale buzz for fish. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, do two haircuts, I'll go with you. Like, oh, yeah, here's, <laughs> like, an extra, an extra kingfish for you. <laughs> make kingfish head soup. <laughs> we could try it. Two for one. Two for one. I have to bring two bags of fish. Like it. Speaking of two for one, you guys charter together. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So how you guys originally met, like, fairly recently, but you guys are, like, thick as thieves. Yeah, about a right year now, ago. Right? The uh, big, year. big dog uh, tackle ago. shop grand opening, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what? You guys, you guys just figured, hey, let's fish together. He had free beer 
free beer. That's how you got to do it. And free and haircuts. A, and a koozie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so free beer and koozie, and then you get, that's all it takes to get bombshell. Will fish for beer. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just trade off fish for haircuts and beer for fishing partners. I don't know. Yeah. So you guys, do you charter with him? Yeah. You do charters. Okay. Yeah. So if someone calls out father and son sport fishing, mm-hmm. they get bombshell too. Yeah, if they the request They can. They yeah. request yeah. you. Yeah. Some of the cheaper people don't. Right. Yeah. Because we have to do. pay a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Got to pay yep. for the bomb. Yep. Got to pay for the bomb. If you want like the bomb, it. you got to pay for the bomb. That's good. I like that. Yeah. As well, you should, though, because you're getting two qualified fishermen together in one day. And- what we do is we offer one trip. Okay. I mean, it's not fair for myself to put on because it, it, it ends up being like a spectacle because everybody wants to, we do a full day trip, mm-hmm. live bait trip, try to make everything, you know, the best of the best we can. So everybody's the, happy. They don't get the bombshell cooking now. I have brought my air fryer yeah, on we the have boat done that. before. On the boat? Yeah, yeah, I made some mean chicken wings. Really? That was during and a ceviche. tournament, though. And ceviche. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did make ceviche. You bring it on the big boat or you bring it on the... Yeah, that was on the Viking. Yeah, On the Viking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a grill for the yellowfin, do you? I have a grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't ever yeah. charter out the yellowfin, though, right? That's just mm-hmm. like your boat. I have before, but I don't want the wear and tear on that boat. I don't blame you. You know what? Like a charter boat just starts looking like a charter boat. Right. So right. I have one. Yeah. You have one. You have two, don't and you? It looks like yeah. a charter boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. My, the old the old big boat, I mean, it's an old big boat. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it does its daily workouts and the Hatteras, right? Yeah. It just does its thing and I mean it's clean, but it's it's older. I'm not gonna put a million dollars into a boat and just have it get beat up. You mm-hmm. know, you exactly. Get, unfortunately we don't get, you know, clients that know what they're doing a lot of times, so they're dropping stuff all over. Right. So I wouldn't, you know, technically want that on a nice boat. Yeah. Well, you got the C V now. The C V is coming out. We're slowly working it into uh we fished one tournament already with it. It was a little local tournament, and mm-hmm. uh, I fished it this past weekend. But every time we play with it, issues arise, so back to the drawing well, board. It's still new. Isn't it a new boat? It's not a new boat. It's not a it new, looks new to you. New. Yeah, yeah, it's been redone. What year is it? It's a 13. It's a 13. Mm-hmm. Okay, the original outboards on there? No. No, so you've been so refitted those are, already. Those are all brand new. Okay. We, we're just doing our 20-hour service. Okay. So you're keeping that really, you can charter in that too? I want to do more higher end stuff, tournament stuff, mm-hmm. um, like uh, morale building charters for like company clients. Mm-hmm. They would basically charter us for the tournament experience and whatever. Or I mean, Bahamas runs, stuff like that. Okay. It's actually, as long as everything goes well, I'm going to ship it over to Andros for about a month, month and a half to do some more own fishing over there. Nice. Um, so when one, are we leaving? One of my buddies actually uh, has a little fish camp over there. He was like, hey, if you're sending that In over. In Andros? Yes. Yes. So by January 1st, he'll be up and running completely. So we're going to do a little pre-fishing over there and help him bring supplies and whatnot. So by January 1st, he's going to be up and running. And you're going to run over there when? Probably sometime in September. All right, so hold, oh, I don't have my phone on me. I was checking my calendar to see if I was available. <laughs> hey, they fly right there. He's got to fly to Nassau. And... Are you going too? Can I come? Of course. <laughs> no, gonna... She gets the of course. I get the runaround. You're the busy guy, not us. <laughs> <laughs> you have podcasts to worry about. I do. I do. <laughs> what do you think of the podcast? Why don't we do a live podcast from Andros? 
We're doing a live podcast from Papa's. Thanks for the segue. September 14th. Ooh. Yep. And we are doing it with Henry and Zach Crockett. And I don't know if you know who those guys are. They used to play high school football here in Pompano Beach at Ely High School. Mm-hmm. They both went on to play for Florida State University. Uh, Henry won a national championship at Florida State University. He went on to play for the Atlanta Falcons, appeared in the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. Zach went on and had a great career with the Oakland Raiders. They moved back home. They started the Crockett Foundation, which fights illiteracy in children. So we're doing a fundraiser live. It's going to be our first live feed cool. podcast. No, September 14th at Papas. We start at like 4.30. And it's basically going to be a pregame before the Florida State-North Carolina game. So we get to pop in You get to pop Papas. In. You get to pop in. You can throw the headphones on. I can walk there. You can walk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're doing it. We're doing it right in uh, ground Sweet. zero. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. We're super excited about it. But one of the things, too, we always talk about on the show is we always want to promote nonprofits because um, that's a big deal to me. Uh, you know, we do a lot of supporting for Freedom Fighter Outdoors with Vinny and Sarah. Absolutely. Um, that's kind of like our main charitable offering um, is that group. That's not to say we don't work with other groups, um, but those, those are really kind of like our, our, our main guys. Um, so, you know, we had them on the first ever podcast we did. We rolled out with them. And it was really great. Um, they got to talk about taking the veterans fishing, and um, I know you get involved. We uh, we're take doing the fishing, that as well, yep. and so does Danco. Um, they get involved too, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and it's such like all everything goes back to the the veterans, and it's like they could truly say that. Yeah. Um, that's why we're kind of very proud, you know, to be handling a lot of the apparel and the design, and you know, it just we're helping out in any way we can. Well, it's pretty awesome to actually have a legit organization that really does give back. Yeah. Not watching the CEO drive around and then. $80,000 Mercedes. When mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. That's why you look at like organizations, like a lot of the larger organizations. Uh, and listen, I'm not like Snopes or any kind of sleuthy thing that is going to say, oh, you, know, you guys are, I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. However, a lot of the bigger organizations like your Red Crosses, they do a lot of good and they're there when you need them kind of thing like that. But their CEO is getting paid mm-hmm. million dollars and there's a whole hierarchy of you know yeah. it's it's hard to for me to support you know and i think that in a lot of ways the american lung foundation there's some holes in that business that I don't, i'm not really you know happy to see and you know, things like that so it's like i if i'm going to put my efforts and my time and my money um, or my work into an organization it's going to be somewhere where i can actually have a hands-on you know make a difference right. plus it's hometown plus it's hometown and which is also another big thing with us too. So um, that's why it's so cool with this whole event that we're doing um, uh, at Papa's in, in September with the with the Crockett Foundation, is that I can feel like we're actually we're sitting with them, right? And we're we're working with them. We're we're going to give them a platform um, to talk about literacy in children, which is a big deal. Yeah. You know, you're talking to a guy that we're, we're homeschooling our kids. And we're took them out. You know, it's like I don't want. Handing my kids over to the government with the things that they're feeding them. Yeah. So, and um, it's just, I just don't like the way the whole education system is set up. And if you look at a lot of the inner city issues that are going on right now, and if I'm speaking out of turn, I apologize, but, you know, some major cities um, in this town, um, in inner cities, have a huge illiteracy problem. And where they're supposed to have a public school system set up, 
you know, to combat that, you know, we live in America, we're all paying our taxes, and we live in the greatest country in the world. There's no doubt about it. And when I hear a lot of people complain about America and the, the quote-unquote problems that we have, I just kind of roll my eyes. And I'm like, you're an American, you don't have problems compared to a lot of the other parts of the world. Right. I, I really believe that. Mm-hmm. But we do have an illiteracy problem in the inner cities, and I think that's a really big problem. And I want to kind of help in any way I can in that. So that's one of the real reasons that, you know, everyone should know how to read. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's definitely tough. So, but this is not like the New Jersey school system. That sucks too. You think so? Absolutely. I've heard great things about it. Um, well, I went to private school. Where'd you go to private? All right, so Mark is from New Jersey. Originally. Yeah, I really So we're not going to make fun of him too. We Only a little bit. We'll make <laughs> I don't fun like of to admit much. that. Yeah. We're, 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 that's, why I, that's why I brought it up, because I know you don't like to admit <laughs> it, so I'm bringing it up. Yeah, it's tough. You show us all your John Bon Jovi posters later. <laughs> Man. Tell me about the education system in New Jersey. I mean, like I said, I went to public school. It was really weird. Um, the Pri- school I went to. School. Private. Oh, yeah, private school. Um, the school I went, like, for high school and stuff, they didn't actually have gym. We didn't have gym. They pumped everybody to do extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. sports, whatever. I mean, I guess it helped. I did get a baseball scholarship to college. You did? I did. Where? Yeah, a little short, fat guy. I went to play baseball at Stockton College. <laughs> Stockton? Yeah, Richard you Stockton. Stocky. Yeah. <laughs> Shortest guy on the team. Were you really? Yep, absolutely. I don't know how that feels. No. I wouldn't know. Actually, yeah, I think you got me beat by what? One three, inch. Three, one well, inch. A full inch? A full inch. Really? Hey, that's big this time of year. Yeah. You just got a haircut, so you don't, I don't know. I might. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So you, you, all right, so you played? I played baseball right. my whole, whole life, I guess. You didn't like the education system in New Jersey, though? Like, you went all the way through high school, all the way through college. You lived in New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't like school to begin with. Like, but I, that was me. Like, I always wanted to be active. Me sitting down is not good. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if it's raining and I can't do anything, even this day and age, I get all antsy and stuff. Right. So, for me, I didn't like school. And then when I got to school, I didn't want to go to college. My dad's like, "That's your choice." Where are you from in New Jersey? Brigantine, right near Atlantic City, a little tiny island. Fancy. Yeah. One way on, one way off. Mm-hmm. But um. He's like, well, hey, waste their money, you know? Maybe you'll actually get a degree out of it. Right. So that whole I'm going to prove my dad wrong thing, uh-huh. I buckled down. I did my four years, got out, and then. What happened with the base? Do you play baseball four years? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. yep. What position do you play? I caught. Catcher. You're Oh, you're a catcher. Yeah. Where, where are you going to put the short fat guy? Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You were playing any sports in high school? Um, I actually was student government, so. You were student government? Yeah, I did track for a little bit. I wonder um, why she argues. No, I don't. <laughs> See, she's arguing with you already, right? <laughs> yeah, I was, um, class, uh, historian for my first two years and then secretary. Really? Yeah. At Springs, right? At Coral Springs High. Yeah. So I was, um, I was student council president yeah. at Gibbons. I was a nerd. You were a nerd? I could see that. <laughs> Top 10% of my class. No. Yeah. Were you really? Yeah. Top 10% of your class? Mm -hmm. See, look at that. Yep. Now you got your own cooking Instagram. (laughs) I know. I don't use my college degree for anything. It makes two of us. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Florida Atlantic University. FAU. You're an Mm -hmm. owl. Fighting owls. That's cool. What'd you get your degree in? Uh, Marketing. Business marketing. Use your degree for yourself. Technically, yeah. No, you totally do. You kidding me? Yeah. You're a self-made woman. I am. Right? There you go. Damn. Who likes to argue with Mark? 
all the time. You guys argue about fish a lot? It's like my brother. You ever yell at him from that? No. No? You ever yell at her? He, he would say otherwise. I wouldn't say yell, but. Uh. <laughs> a little bicker. There's a little bit of voice raising. <clears throat> Slack in your kite line. Reel it up. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't even go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So I didn't know you were so. That's what makes you a good captain, though. You have to, you know, you have to get down on your. Your crew and your anglers. There's some days I don't even know what she's doing. The next thing she's like, um, gaff, gaff, please. What? And yeah, it's right there. Mm-hmm. She's sneaky like that. She'll turn the clicker off. <laughs> I hate the thing clicker. <laughs> yep. I didn't know you're so involved in school like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty involved in school too. Um, I liked high school. But I don't know. You say you didn't like high school, but I had a great time in high school. To be honest, it was like one of the best times of my life. Oh, I used to have to. My parents used to have to check my car before I leave for, for what? surfboards and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would just well, see, that's how I ended up at Gibbons because I grew up. Right, I, I grew up in a very like Catholic household, right? And my parents, when it came to like, like you have to go to like Catholic private school your whole life, right? which is whatever. It's fine. You know, no complaints. But. You know, they're like, all right, when it came to high school, they're like, you can pick St. Thomas or you can pick Gibbons. You know, one of the two. And I'm like, well, that school's near the beach, so I'm going to go there. Yeah. And it was a great decision I made, you know, because, you know, that's where I met a lot of the guys. Like, I have always fished my whole life. Um, you know, we spent our summers growing up in the Keys, you know, heading down to Marathon. We had a timeshare down there. And then just, you know, all summer long, my brother and always, like, my brother and my, and my friends were always just running down to the Keys to fish. And we, had, we ended up getting a lot of friends down there. We stayed down there with the fish with them. You know, but when I got to Gibbons, like I really started meeting a lot of the kids that lived out east. They all lived out here in their boats. And that's really when I started fishing here. Yeah. You know, because I would always fish here off the beach and you know, as a kid or anything like that. But once when I went to Gibbons, that's really when, you know, and I, it's when I said I grew up in Pompano. I really grew up like out here. Like I was from the other side of the tracks. But I spent, like, most of my youth in Pompano, like, fishing. My first art gallery was there. It was a place called the Wild Fish Collection. Um, and it was right right there at the bridge um, in uh, the Taha Marine, you know, that second-story yep. uh-huh. kind of thing up there above the marina. There was a gallery up there, and I was, like, 17 years old, and I walked in there. And I was like, hey, you really like my stuff? And they kind of <laughs> looked at me like, yeah, we'll find a spot for you, which was great. Cause that was, like, the first opportunity I ever got. That's cool. Yeah, so. Look where you are now. Yeah. We're here in a room talking about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a padded room. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it was cool, you know what I mean, going there because, I mean, I don't know, it, that really kind of changed my life. And I basically, I mean, I played sports and stuff in high school. I mean, started off playing football, and I quickly realized I was, that that was going to go nowhere because of my size. And then I wrestled for a little bit, and um, I ended up just playing soccer like, for the, the remaining time. But I re- got really involved with um, doing, like, a lot of the big homecoming banners. And then all the clubs asked me to start designing their logos. And I was always, like, the class artist kind of thing. And um, I was so involved with all that stuff and getting so much done that they're like, hey, why don't you run for student council? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not a politician. You know what I mean? But yeah. they're like, no, no, you're really involved with school. And then people like you. Know, I was like, all right. So I did it, and I won. I was like. Sweet. Now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> like free day. lunch. Yeah, you enjoy this. Too. Free lunch for everybody. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You like high school or you, you seem yeah. like you did? Yeah, right? I liked high school. If you're involved college, in all I those would, clubs and I stuff. I would skip cl- my college classes a lot to go to the beach. Right. Yeah. Did you like it at FAU? Oops. Yeah, I 
Yeah. 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 I mean, it's grown so much since then. I mean, we right. didn't have a stadium or anything when I went. Yeah. So. My niece goes there now. Yeah. Yeah, she's from Bradenton, but she. Yeah, like now they have dorms and, you know, apartments on campus. And, like, none of that was there when I they went. They didn't have the dorms there? No. Nope. Now they're requiring, like, think the freshman that they have to stay at the dorm. Oh, really? Yeah. For, like, See, the I think first that year been or two. fun for me. Mm-hmm. When I, I went stayed to at home to milk milk it as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Save the millennial, money. right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Play video games. Hey, I'm going to be 30 in like a week. Woo! <laughs> oh, big time. That's right. The big 3 0 in a yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. A week and a half. Cheers. Yeah. A cheers. I like the cheers with water. <laughs> right. Dear I need a beer. Sorry, I forgot what the beer. Yeah. <laughs> so upset I forgot the beer. Can we Instacart this? Yeah. Ooh, we could. What's that? See? It's another millennial thing. What is that? I just learned about it's it recently because Instacart. Instacart. Now I sound like an old man. You well, you know what, sound like you know what Uber man. Eats is, right? I do know yeah, what that is. It's kind of like an Uber Eats, but it's with groceries. They have, like, Publix liquor and Publix. It's how fast are they? It's life-changing. <laughs> it is. If we do it now, do you think they'll make it in time I think of the podcast? They're pretty quick. Really? Yeah. Or, order up <laughs> some beer. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Let's see if it happens. It's linked to my home address. It's gonna, it's gonna show up. My husband's gonna be like, "Beer." <laughs> there is a god. <laughs> like, hey, John, good. Have one on us. That, yeah. Can you write a note? Like, we're in yeah. the middle of a podcast. Send a picture. Yeah. Enjoy your beer. Um, I would need the address here. I don't know if they would deliver it to like the actual suite. They'd probably yeah. be like standing right, outside. We'll, we'll try it later. Yeah, we'll try it later. What do you think, John? Any thoughts on that instant cart? You ever heard of that? Yeah. So, um, so I'm the idiot in the room. <laughs> I just learned about. I it. haven't. I haven't used it, but I, I I know about it. So, this person goes shopping for you. You fill out your cart. You tell them what they what you need. They go to the store. They buy everything for you, and then deliver it. Like Johnny. You could set up a yeah. delivery I time. I pay an intern to do that. Do we have one? <laughs> he doesn't come until one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You have you have an intern that does that? Johnny comes, yeah, three <laughs> days a week. He goes to he goes to high school out here. Nice, whatever. Well, so he can't even buy it. He can't even buy it. <laughs> it would matter right. if he's actually. You know what? No, these days they they probably can. You think so? Oh yeah. But it makes me like super lazy knowing that there's Instacart. Like I stopped going to the grocery store. I just order my groceries now. Right. It's like Amazon <laughs> Prime. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, we, we built we built this Amazon. whole room with Prime. Pretty much. <laughs> right. And to the point where it's just like, oh, they don't have it on Amazon Prime. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's stores around here that we can right. go to. Oh, you could just take your ass up to Best Buy and get that cable. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah, we, we ran into a lot of that when we were building this thing, but I don't know. It's too easy anymore. Too you have, easy. You don't have to go anywhere. Right. Can't get pink kite reels on, on Amazon, though. You never know. Yeah, I heard you're fish with pink kite reels. Not yet. <laughs> still wait. We're still waiting for delivery. Yeah, I think they're ready. They're ready for pickup. Yeah, oh, you haven't fished with them yet. No, not yet. You just finished them. Um, excited? I'm excited. I'm excited because I don't think there's. I think um, Trista, one of the owners of Hooker, mm-hmm. uh, she's the other person who has the pink reels. So it's just her oh, and I. Okay. Nobody else has them. There you go. Exclusive. They match the vote. I like it. <laughs> pink. <laughs> you like pink not go there he's learned to like pink oh you know what i wanted to talk about today all right so 
What happens to your hands? You were telling me this, like oh, when yeah. we were having lunch before. Yeah, it's what, called what, what um, is this? Raynaud syndrome. Raynaud. Raynaud syndrome. Yeah, it's um, circulatory, I believe. But uh, when I'm cold, then my hands go numb and eventually feels like they're being split down the middle of each one with a knife. Wait a minute, very sharp wait a pain. Come on. <laughs> it's basically like my body's um, way of going through like a hypothermia kind of thing. What? So like in the middle of summer. Yeah. So um, my the body heat will, you know, get to your core, I guess. And and uh, I don't know. Will that eventually will that eventually like it's like you, you ever watch Game of Thrones? Mm-mm. No, oh, there's this thing in Game of Thrones where like what, what did they call that? Oh, when, when Jonah what, what it was like crack. Oh, the grayscale. Grayscale. That's right. They called it grayscale, right? So it was almost like a zombie thing. <laughs> I'm a so zombie now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bombshell <laughs> underscore zombie. <laughs> but pretty Zom- much it, it spreads throughout Zom- your body. Zomshell. So, <laughs> 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 Hold on. Write it down. Register that account right now. Zomshell. I'm going to have to do like Photoshop. So yeah. like of every, that's what we'll do. We'll do Zomshell and like every post you do, then I'll take it and I'll Photoshop you as a zombie. <laughs> It'll be like a mirrored account. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the blood, um, I guess, pulls from your extremities and it makes your fingers numb and painful. So, so I was just going to say, so it's like grayscale where you, where you, it's not like a zombie. The zombie gets you, like you turn into a zombie like 20 minutes later. Like yeah. it's, but grayscale is like starts like overtaking your body. Yeah. And it won't eventually like. It stops at my hands. It stops at your hands. And it happens to my feet too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's why probably that, why, why I don't go to the grocery store. It's always cold. It is always cold to, there. So yeah. it's a drastic change in temperature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it happens to me. I have a severe case of it. So it happens to me in like 75 degrees in my yeah. house, you know. Really? I always have to have a jacket, which makes it really awkward when you walk into like a Whole Foods in July in Florida. Right. With a hoodie on. Is that on. why you wore a jacket today? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, much, right? Yeah. So you're always mindful of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've had it for about 10, maybe 11 years now. Oh, so you haven't always had it? No. When the no. first time that happened, did they that say you it's freak most out? common um, in women in their 20s to 30s. So I'm hoping by next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to go away. It's just going to go away. Happy birthday. Happy what? birthday. <laughs> no more <laughs> <Yeah>. rain on. <laughs> Will no, it eventually I'll go away? I'll let you guys know. I, I hope so. Yeah. But like I said, I have a severe case of it. So yeah, yeah. So you're like not I, hopeful. But it's crazy because I posted it on my Instagram not too long ago, and I had like, I mean, oh, you tons of messages like, "That's what I have." I had no idea what it was called. So you know, I'm not the only one. That's cool. She's <laughs> not, also an educator. I'm not lonely. Also, <laughs> not only do I have a marketing degree from FAU, I also <laughs> explain scientific things like Reynolds. I have no people. idea how to explain it when people ask me. I'm like, uh, my hands are white. So you don't, you don't really, I mean, I, like I I've seen doctors for it. Yeah. Really? Like what they, they say? Not a lot of doctors know about it. It's weird. It's like, like a rare no, thing, right? Yeah. There's no way to really. And it's not life threatening. No. So, I, and I it's not, not common. So probably chances are there's no one out there really researching it. There's yeah. just no like money involved. In, yeah. Like they put know. me on a circulatory medication at one point and I was on it for like a year and I never really saw a difference. So yeah. And, yeah. That's yeah. like, I have this thing called Horner syndrome, right? And horny, it, horny syndrome. I have horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my what are you looking at me like that for? Mark? <laughs> it's the other way around. He's like, you're you freaking you me out. <laughs> I have the same thing. So that's what they call How it. How long have you had it? I've had it since I was 13. <laughs> About the same. Is that what it is? Is that when you get it? <laughs> so it's Horner syndrome. So it's this thing where it's like my eye won't dilate. 
right every now and then I'll get it. And, it. and when I first had it, I thought it was like, is it allergies? And then it got worse. I'm like, is it pink eye? And it wasn't pink eye. So I went up to my regular eyeglasses doctor. I'm like, check this out. Like, what does this look like to you? And he's like, hmm, interesting. You're going to have to go see this specialist. He's like, I think I know what it is, but I don't want to say anything. What the hell kind of response is that, right? Am I going to die because of my eye? I don't know. Right, so I go to this specialist, and he goes, hmm, interesting. You're going to have to go see this other specialist. I'm like, what is it? And he goes, he goes, well, I think it's this Horner syndrome, but I can't tell for sure because it's so rare. I'm like, okay. So I go to this other doctor in West Boca, and I get there, and this dude is getting followed around by, like, seven white coats, all, like, clipboards. <laughs> I'm like, man, what the hell do I have, right? It's like, why do I need to be somewhere where I'm just being observed like a piece of meat? So guy comes running in the room. He's like, yeah. yeah. A little light in my eye. He goes, yeah, yep, mm-hmm. And then he goes like this. He turns and he starts talking to the, the seven white coats, like the interns or whatever there. And he goes, so what we have here is Horner syndrome, blah, blah, And he's like explaining it. And he goes, they're like looking at me like, oh, and they're all like looking in my eye like, hi, my name is Dennis. It's nice to meet you all. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? So when he goes. I'm still here. Yeah, right. There's one nerve that goes back, like past my temple, behind my ear, down my neck, back of my back underneath my armpit, right, up to my chest, up to the front of my neck, through my face, and back into my eye. One looping nerve. And if that nerve gets pinched or irritated or whatever like that, and it doesn't always happen in anybody, it's very extremely rare, that can cause your eye not to dilate. Mm. That's, That's all it is. It's, it's like but for like the longest time, I was like, what the How hell? How do they fix that? They don't. It's so rare, and like it doesn't happen. That They're like, oh. So he goes like this. He goes, put your head back. Right, and he just puts these eye drops in my eye. He goes, "All right, go wait in the lobby for about an hour, and we'll call you back in." So I go in there, and I sit there, and I'm like, "What did he give me?" I was like getting like a little jittery, right? Or like that, you know. At the time, I was a smoker, so I'm like outside. I'm like smoking, like chain smoking. (laughs) The hell he give me, right? So I go inside, and he goes, "Dennis, I'll see you again." Oh, they know my name. Cool. Right. Stop <laughs> so I go in there and the seven coach are there and he goes like that. And he goes, see, the cocaine worked. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? And he goes, yep. He goes, I'm like, what did you put in? He goes, oh, that was just some sort of mixture of cocaine solution and blah, blah, blah. That's the cure. They put cocaine in your eye. That's it. They put cocaine in my eyeball. <laughs> Basically to fix like medicinal cocaine. I don't know. But yeah, that, that was the fix to that one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's my Horner syndrome. I haven't tested that out for so my So maybe if you put cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> rub some cocaine like in your hands, it might work. You never know. The cocaine to fix all drug. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I'll want to start fishing with pink kite reels. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be so jittery on the boat, we'll be dropping them in the water. Yeah. Exactly. So how with father and son? Like, does your dad still fish with you oh yeah yeah so you guys run the charter together no no he uh he doesn't really run the charter he just fishes yeah he okay. just uh i mean i grew up fishing with my dad in new jersey yeah that's all brigantine pretty much they say that right mm-hmm. you know we used to go well we had a boat down here too but we used to run out to the canyons all the time mm-hmm. tuna fishing stuff like that mm-hmm. fish a lot of the tuna marlin tournaments up there 
it just running 90 miles to start fishing just Ugh. never made sense to us. So that's why we started oh, fishing yeah. down here so much. And we really stopped. I mean, from when I turned 15 on, we mm-hmm. never fished in Jersey anymore. We just come down here. Okay. So where did you guys come down originally to between Florida? the keys and Fort Lauderdale? Okay. Um, we had a 42 post down, uh, behind worldwide sportsman mm-hmm. in Alamorada. And then we had a little, uh, center console up here and, just used to come down. My mom worked for Spirit Airlines, so we used to fly for free. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was cool. How convenient. Oh, yeah. There, there may have my dad pushed into that a little bit. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I did a lot of marine repair stuff. I had a marine repair shop up in Jersey for a while. Mm-hmm. Really kind of hated it. Loved fishing. When you say that, I picture, like, the typical Jersey, like, one a piece like you know like you got like grease back hair and your sleeves all rolled up and yeah i put my cigarettes cigarette in my sleeve yeah <laughs> don't tell you any tattoos of course i have tattoos i hide them yeah it's fine <laughs> so usually repair them in jersey I'm, yeah i, I know one of his tattoos i'm not gonna let that go <laughs> it's on his nipple <laughs> no you have, a, you have a nipple tattoo actually he covered, I, it, I he don't. covered his nipple it's gone he right. doesn't have a nipple. Is that what you're saying? Your nipple's gone? It's tattooed over completely. Like most people like have a chest piece and they go around the nipple. Right. <laughs> I didn't. Right through it. You know what question comes next, right? Can I see it? <laughs> you might listen to your shirt from oh, There's a you, camera right there. Do you really want to see it? <laughs> right, right in there. Right. There we go. Yep. I need a little nipple. I can see, see it. It's you, covered though. Yeah, well, what is that? Like a bird? Is it just, uh, it's, just, it's biomechanical artwork. Are you biomechanical? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he did suck it. Did you see that? I know about this whole camera thing. You working, out, you working out lately? Angles. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's been too damn hot. I need to start working out. I try that every once in a while. It doesn't go well. I, well, I just want to make my back feel better. Really, it's figure if I just start working out, then I'll make. I just go to a chiropractor. Do you? Mm-hmm. Three days a week to see except fish. <laughs> Nobody except my insurance. <laughs> there you go. That's good. So, you know, another thing I want to talk about while you guys are here, because one of the whole points of this show is clean water. Right. And like, I don't care, like in my mind, because if you think differently about it, then I don't know if like she should be on the show, but <laughs> with clean water, right. Anyone who makes a living on the water like you guys do. You got to be an advocate for clean water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you guys have any thoughts on, you know, what should be happening right now? I mean, I know Governor DeSantis, I think, is doing a great job um, so far, you know, and I think the previous regime was really like a huge failure. But, you know, what I want to do is I want to educate myself a little bit more on the matter. Um, I think I know a decent amount about it, but, you know, there's always like until the problem really like truly gets solved. Um can you guys talk about like your what your thoughts are on just clean water or actually keeping the environment intact? Um, and you know, sometimes there can be a overreach on that. Like some of the things that they do, they want to do with the reefs. You know what I mean? And trying to like take away the fishing areas and stuff like that, which I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Um, you guys t- tell me a little bit how you guys feel about just the environment and the balance of it. Well, I mean, to go with like the reef thing, I, I do feel like certain fisheries are overfished. Mm-hmm. Um, like where? Right in our own backyard. Yeah. I don't agree with, so let's go back to kingfish. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, they're there and there's a lot, but you know, when we're doing charters and stuff now, you know, a lot of people are getting educated and kingfish is really not that edible. Like you can't just take it out of your freezer, thaw it out, throw it on the grill and have dinner. Mm-hmm. You got to go smoke it or do milk it. Or, well, you yeah. can, but it won't be that good. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but a lot of these charter boats are, you know, if they catch the limited kings, they, they're going to limit out every day. Where me, I, hey, do you guys want this before I stick a gaff through its head? Right. You know, all right, now nah, cool here. You can still take a picture, stick your hand in the gills, hold the tail, and then we'll fire it back. Especially the little ones. Little mm-hmm. rat kings, get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, when we're tournament fishing, a little different story, but we're all, it's not a tournament every day. Right. So, and even tournaments. Even so during a tournament, though. We throw this little, the little ones back. If it doesn't look like it's going to weigh, go yeah, away. If it's on the borderline yeah. of the 10 pounds, you right. know. It's- right. And there was, I was in a tournament during the summer, and it was obviously a five pound king. And I just kind of just shook it off and yeah. rattled off and it swam away. And he's I, like, what are you doing? He said, we're in a tournament. I'm like, I'm like that fish wasn't weighing, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to qualify. No, that's yeah. not going to qualify. He's like, right. oh, we could, uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. We're in a tournament. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. It's, it's focus on the lines that are out. I would, I would like to drop some um, artificial reefs, you know, and mm-hmm. start uh, giving back to the ocean. Right. Yeah. There's one. There's one group that we're kind of. I don't know if we're really 100 percent involved with them yet, but they've asked us to get involved. That I need to research a little bit more about their project, but it's called the Thousand Mermaids Project. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you heard about them with um. Uh, he actually came in here. Um, Evan Snow actually came into the studio and did a podcast from here. Cool. Couple couple months ago, um, so you know, that's you know, I, I want to kind of look into that a little bit more because with the artificial reef thing, there's always like, is it legit or are they doing it the right way? So I just kind of want to pick through that a little bit more. But so far, everything that I've read about that seems to be pretty cool. Yeah, um, something's got to help. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big advocate of the artificial reef. You know, I mean, we it. fish together. Michelle's her gaff skills on a balloon is off the hook. <laughs> Come on, what do you you're say a that? good balloon gaffer too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've picked up quite a few balloons yeah, before. Absolutely. That's sad. Yeah. The Mylar ones are, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, Liz was saying, like, I got home from work. This is a couple of weeks ago. This is like just before Sean's birthday. And she's like, do you really, our neighbor in the back, like, just said, she goes, you literally walked out sliding glass door like that and just, like, let the balloons go and, like, shut his door and, like, walked yes. into his house. Yeah. And, you know, that goes right to the ocean. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, like, I always think, I've always been an advocate that, you know, all right, I'm not all for the extreme global warming, but yeah. the whole argument like I that. Agree. And I believe that, you know, the climate change, maybe some things are changing, whether it's human, you know, humanly influencer that's maybe up for debate. Uh, but I definitely think that there's things that people can do just to be more responsible. Well, I got in an argument with a charter client one time when we went to leave the inlet, our Big boats, diesels, took mm-hmm. off. Well, you can ask all the tree hugger people you want that diesel exhaust is actually less, puts out less emissions. Hashtag tree hugger, by the way. Right, that's right. <laughs> less emissions than a gasoline engine. I sat there, argued for a little while, and I'm like, you know what? This is just not. So then her husband climbed up the, to the tower. He goes, I just Googled it. You were right. He goes, but I'm going to wait until after we get off your boat to tell her. No. Yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> she didn't tip us. But. No tip? Nope. Not that time. They also don't like, well, I also have, I mean, with that too, but 
we have a I have a sign on my boat that says that captain and crew can carry a firearm. Legally here in Florida, you can't anyway if you have a concealed carry. Right. But I want I want everybody to feel comfortable that they either okay, yes, they know and they're comfortable with it, or they're uncomfortable, but it's the law and we're gonna do it anyway. Right. Because you never know what you can run in out there. Wasn't there a guy in the West Coast, a charter captain, who like got drunk mm-hmm. during his own charter and then he pulled a gun out on his client? Yes, that was, that was like a couple Sarasota. months ago. Yep. Sarasota. Was it Sarasota? Sarasota. But there was also. What happened with that? <laughs> I, I mean, was it as know. simple as that? He was just drunk and yeah, he was hammered. Is there another story? He didn't pass a drug it? test either. Jeez. But nope. then there was also a. Up in Destin, they were off, like, way offshore. Mm hmm. And clients took the captain and mate hostage with knives and gaffs because they weren't catching any fish after they got all wasted. Come on. So I feel like this that, is why Amanda, Amanda and Emily they don't they only take out families. Yes. Like yeah. For mm-hmm. they, for stories like that. Yeah. You and it, it can happen. I mean, I mean you don't want them taking. I mean, I've what happens if they take out like some guys on a bachelor party? That's or even exactly just, why I don't. Yeah. I yeah, think about I mean, those. Like, seriously. Like a team of six guys and then just. Me. Right. I mean, it's it's Maybe. insane. So okay. even when, like, Michelle charters with us, I still have a mate that works alongside. Yeah, like, so I'll be a secondary mate. She's not, a lot of the time, they want me to fish. Like, they just yeah, want right. to fish with me. Right. So, yeah. that's, that's only for a contest. You win a contest for that, right? No. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Fish with bombshell. You want to fish with me? No. <laughs> no. Um, like, no, screw that. I don't want to fish with people. <laughs> well, there's been other times where the mate was a little bit... uh Seasick and then I had to take over. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't name names. It's all good. Happens to the best of us, right, Mark? Yeah. That's only when I'm hungover. Right. <laughs> the um, So you were just destined. So did any, what happened with that? Um, well, they ended up hitting the distress button on their VHF and the okay. Coast Guard. But yeah, it was it was like a legit event. Really? Yeah, it was. It was just a little over a catching fish. Yeah, because it was a slow day. And right now, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna do that next time to Mark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I mean, right now it's pretty slow here now, anyway. So I'm like, hmm. yeah. dude, we better start catching fish, or ain't like I know. <laughs> That's why he's got a firearm. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you were just up in Alabama, though, right? Yeah. How you like it? I've never fished in that area. I I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's different. It's the Gulf is so different from you know. You our still got to run out far there, though. Yeah, we ran about uh, I mean, forty miles. It's it's not the ninety that yeah, you know so marked it in yeah. Jersey, but yeah, it's uh, it was quite a quite a hike when um the the seas were actually pretty rough two of the days that really? we went out. Yeah, we had a few people that were sick on board, and how often do you go up there? Um, that was actually my second time. I was there 4th of July week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you catching so, up there? Uh, mostly red snapper, American red snapper. Oh. But snapper season ended there, um, or ends the, what day is it? Is it August yet? No. Uh, no. Almost. It ends, tomorrow. It ends tomorrow. tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Today's the last day. John knows every day on the calendar right now because yeah. he's going to Europe soon. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm stressed Stress out. Counting because, the days. Yeah, well, counting the days against him because he's he hasn't done I'm shit yet. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going away for like the entire month, and I haven't packed or got anything ready yet. I'm stressing. I'm Sounds trying to like find me. trying to find the time to put everything together. And here we are taking up your time. Yep. He, he, <laughs> he works with. Uh, Let's yeah. talk about what you're going to pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, John. Uh, kind of deodorant to use. Dove. Dove. Tooth of Dove. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
Yeah, he's going up to he's got to go to August St. Augustine for the Meat Mayhem. Yep. Um, coming up with because he works with Jimmy, and um, then he's going on the river cruise in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cute. I've never been to Europe. So have you ever been to Europe? Yeah, Amsterdam, yeah. and uh, actually, nice. was it a year ago we did a, a moorings like rented a like a fifty foot power cat. Really? Yeah. Um, myself, my husband, and three other couples. We all stayed on the boat, and we uh, island hopped the Mediterranean. Get out. Yeah, it was beautiful. No, that sounds incredible. Yep. Really? A lot of those islands you can only take, you know, ferry to get there. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. What was your favorite spot? Um, I like this island called Delos. It had a lot of like ancient ruins and sounds Greek. We hiked it. Yeah, it was Greek. <laughs> it was very Greek. <laughs> uh saw like Cleopatra's old house and Oh nice. Yeah, it was super cool. Nice. So we did um like Santorini four, four, three the first ranch day. Style? And, no. <laughs> Wait, picket fence. Like picket fence. <laughs> it was just stone. Water slide. Right. Lots of stone. But uh yeah, and then um all our friends the last day, I think we did like nine days on the boat. All our friends flew back home and mm-hmm. we had a travel hacker that we had paid like a hundred dollars for before the trip. And What's they a travel hacker. They uh they hack the best prices, um, whether it's airlines or hotels and stuff, but they basically said it would be cheaper for us to fly somewhere else and stay there for like three days and mm-hmm. then to fly home than it would be if we just did a like an immediate flight home mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Really? Because it was like cheaper certain days of the week to fly or that's what they do. That's cool. So yeah, we went to Amsterdam for three days. Nice. The weather was kind of crappy though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be going there. So we're flying into Paris because it's cheaper to fly into Paris than into Amsterdam. So we fly into Paris and then we take a train from Paris to Amsterdam. We're going to spend one day there. And then the next day we get on our cruise and we go up to England, up around Scotland, Ireland, and then back to Amsterdam. And we're going to spend a couple days in Amsterdam when we get back and then take the train back to Paris, spend a few days there. That's awesome. awesome. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Long trip. We're, we're a couple of losers. <laughs> yeah. You ever been to Europe? No. Nope. Yeah, me neither. My wife went to Barcelona, and now she's like, oh, we got to go back. We got to go back. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, and, I mean yeah. we had a couple days to do, you know, one place, and otherwise I would have picked somewhere you know, like Barcelona or Paris, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can do those places in, like, two days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Amsterdam's Amsterdam cool. was just known for, like, actually there was a really cool fishing village uh, outside of, like, I guess – main city i don't know um i forgot what it was called but uh yeah we went there and had you have to have like pickled herring and was it good no (laughs) (laughs) that's not in her recipe book (laughs) that will not be in my recipe book um yeah we had a like smoked uh eel no smoked eel um pickled herring pickled they have a, a fish called dorado but it's not it's not a mahi it's I don't right. know. I don't even know what it looks like. But. I always find that interesting, like the different names of fishes, like around the world. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But uh, what kind of fish was it? You know. I don't know. I have to look that up. One was a sea bass. One was I don't know. They give you a plate like a sample of like, right. all the different local. It was like tapas kind of like. Yeah, kind way. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But, uh, I want to go to Europe. So that was yeah. cool. We did you that. travel a lot though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. You do. Like, I've been out of the country, I think, 11 times this year already. This year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you're going to Costa Rica. Yeah. I know that, right? Because you got family in Cabos. Yes. And you're going to Panama. Panama I did in in January. Okay. I go to Cabo a couple times a year. Okay. For tournaments. Right. Pelagic. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Costa's... uh, What about Guatemala? Have you been there? No, I haven't. 
because I'm going to be going there soon. I don't have a date set yet, but it's happening. Um, I have a. Am I going for podcast? <laughs> yes, John, you're We're going for a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I, we are actually. I want to go to Hawaii. I think that's I w- I'm I dying to go to Hawaii. You've yeah. never been there? No. I've never been there either. You've I been have, to Hawaii? Nope. We have a tournament um, <laughs> with Pelagic. Uh, they do a Marlin tournament uh, called the Marlin Magic. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's in June. Okay. Uh, so I'll likely be doing that next year. Very it's cool. It's at a Kona. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been on my bucket list for a while. Yeah, Hawaii's on my bucket list too, big time. I, I Guatemala is... Um, um, there's, we have a relationship with Pacific Fins Resort, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to be doing some work with them. So we're going to be flying down there pretty soon with Ozzy Delgado. And, um, but also there was another trip that I'm still kind of on the fence on to go down to Casa Vieja, um, with Randy my, Tao. That's my next plan. Um, so Randy, Randy asked, asked us to go down with him this time around. I'm just trying to see if I can work it out. So I'm dying to go to Guatemala. I mean, I hear the fishery there is just, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, so uh, there was another Nicaragua opportunity that I had to go into. So, but I guess with Nicaragua is kind of weird. You had to kind of catch it at the right time of the political year. Yeah, yeah. in a place. Yeah. yeah. I remember That's one time true. we had a trip all lined up, and they're like, "Oh, the trip is not going to happen now." <laughs> it's like Cuba. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Did you hear something speaking of Cuba that they're they're talking about opening up the fishery? I thought they did already. To to like so we could just run down there. Um, did I, they open that up? I heard there was talk, but I just knew somebody that kind of went through there and it didn't. Qu- they didn't even want to let them leave with fishing rods. Really? Yeah. What happened? No, I just said they're like, "Well, we're just going home, like back to the states," and they're like, "You better just go straight home, type right. deal." But I talked to them at ICAST when I was up there. How many miles is it for a boat ride? Oh, ninety miles from Havana to Key yeah. West. So. Um, I mean, it's I've like done going to Jersey, right? It's like a day in Jersey. I've done stuff like <laughs> when the Lucas Oil powerboat did the to Cuba and back run. I was one of the support boats for that, so I've been down there a few. So times. you've been to Cuba. Mm-hmm. How you like it? It's cool. I mean, I was one. I went a lot more when I was younger because mm-hmm. we used to fish Isla Mujeres a lot, right? And when we'd come back from there, we'd make a pit stop mm-hmm. in Cuba, and then come home. How you, many times have you been down to Mujeres? Um, I haven't been down in a while. Right. But uh, when I was like 15, 16, 17, we used to go at least twice a year. All right. I need to get some coordinates from you guys. Because, well, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So I have a whole series I call the coordinate series. Okay. Where I actually, I'll paint the fish and have them intertwined with the lettering and the numbers and stuff like that of the actual coordinates where... Um, so I'm always looking for like legit coordinates like throughout the world because I can get coordinates here all day long. And then yeah. how many times can I do a painting with the number 26 in it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's all, <laughs> you need some new numbers. You know? didn't, so didn't yeah. you do, didn't you do the, uh, the coordinates thing with the 365 fish project? Yes, yeah. I did. And actually that, that was, the, um, you guys know about that project? So in 2016, um, I was challenged by uh, Derek Redwine did it in 2015. And by the time he was done the year, I'm like, you're insane. He's like, yeah, I bet you, know, you, bet you can't do it. Whatever. He like challenged me. Like I'm doing it. Fine. You said that to me. I'm freaking, you know, I'll do it. And then uh, what it is is basically I, I committed to every day of the calendar year to do one eight by 10 drawing. Oh, wow. Like full color illustration, which sounds fun. 
for like the first month, but then it's like life takes over, you know, and you have some days where it's like you can't draw or you're just busy, and especially when you're already doing it for a living. Yeah. So to do one every day for an entire calendar year is, is a daunting task. So you got to think of all these different ideas to do because you don't want it to be just like, all right, how many times can I draw a sailfish for this project? How many times can I draw blue marlin or whatever? So they're mahi, and so you gotta start thinking of like all these other different species. And then you also don't want the thing to look like a, just a fish ID chart at the end of the year. Like when you look at the whole spread, spread you know, the year you want to have a bunch of cool different things. Yeah. So you're always coming up with different ideas, and one that was one of the ideas I came up with. It's like, well, the coordinate series, like within it, you know. What I mean? So I did probably about 15 of them, you know. But I was getting coordinates from guys all over the world. That's you know? cool. Yeah. So say, hey. What, that's a decent like you don't have to give me your spot just give me like a general yeah, yeah. coordinate for that so within that project we came up with like a whole artist series because you get i don't want to say you get bored right but you get kind of like you know what am i going to do now you know what i mean it's like here we're, like, we're in october i got like three months left of this you know like every day like so at that point i'm like i came up with the artist series which from a to z and picked the famous artist that emulated the style of that artist that's like cool. when I came to P, I did one like a fishing painting, like a Picasso, you know, it's like the fins all over the place kind of thing, and you know, whatever. So <laughs> Andy Warhol, I did like three cans of tuna fish, <laughs> like, like like instead of like the Campbell soup, or whatever. So it was cool. That's cool. That's but, cool. Yeah. So give me your coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can find some. Yeah. So it's work related. Um, when you're not fishing, which is like every day, right? Close to it. Close to it, right? What does Bombshell do on your day off? Your nails? Because <sighs> you remember the one time you said, oh, I'm getting my nails done, right? <laughs> like Justin. <laughs> the maintenance. <laughs> J- Jumbo, Jumbo next door gets his nails done, so he wanted to talk to you about that later off when we were offline. So I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. No, I only say that because I just want to poke fun because I think a lot of people... Like you said that you've gotten some criticism about, like in the past, about not, like people taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like that you, kind yeah, of that just caught, comes. Yeah, you probably caught comes more fish the, than than yeah. most guys I know. This you know. comes with being a woman, in yeah. the industry. Yeah, you get a lot of people hating on you about that stuff. Um, not as much as I did in the beginning. In the beginning, it was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. I think now I, mean, I think there's but the thing is, is there's so many um, women who fish that you know put it out there on social media that it's like if one uh, person does you know a, a bad gaff shot or something now it's like it makes us all look bad like they right. kind of put us all in you know one category so why do you think that is though I don't know I mean I had Stan and uh, Chris on here a couple of days ago we talked about female female angers i don't i don't can't remember how that came up but both of them being professional captains and i don't know if you experienced this too or not we're like we love when we see a woman step on board because those turn out to be the best anglers yeah you know they got more of a sensitive touch and they're better listeners the more patient you know things like that you know it's just kind of weird to me like all um men and women have hands (laughs) it's all you really need you know it's like i don't know kind of silly i've always that's a that's the thing it's like i've always been perplexed i know so many female anglers that are great Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and yeah it's just 
It's the not so great ones on social media now that are yeah, ruining it. Yeah, it makes us all look bad, I think. Yeah. I won't name names once again. Oh, I'd fire off a whole bunch. <laughs> Go, Mark. Name names. No, I'm just kidding. Name <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that, that thought always perplexed me that, you know, yeah. but you're fishing all over the world. Yeah. Right? You've got great experience, like, all over the place. Uh, what's I your mean, favorite? there's always play? things to learn. It's not like I'm never like, oh, well, I know I teach Mark stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean. Me too. (laughs) He just taught me how to tie my shoes. There you go. No slack. Are these your shoes? (laughs) (laughs) These are my shoes. These are tennis shoes. They're his workout shoes. They're Velcro. He doesn't need to know how to tie them. These are my shoes. I do the podcast barefoot. (laughs) These are Sean's first ever shoes. That's cute. Yeah, the little Sperry Topsiders. So, my boy. it's You know, my son was born... um, Two months early, and premature. He was like three pounds seven ounces when wow. he was born. And wow. whenever a baby is born, it usually drops a little in weight. So he dropped all the way down to two eleven. Yeah, and it was like insane. Yeah. It, was, it was like yeah, the weirdest. My time nephew really. was the same. About, really? Yeah, uh, three months ago he was born uh, super early. I think he was just under two pounds. Wow, yeah, that's scary. Scary. But with modern medicine, I mean, people, you know the. The workers at the hospital, the nurses and everything, they just... Those NICU nurses are angels sent from yeah, heaven. Yeah, they are. They know I'm what they're doing. You. Yeah. I mean, that was it was one of the weirdest experiences in my life. You know, obviously scary because my son's life is in danger. Yeah. You know. And but you don't get to bring him home and see him every day like you, yeah. know, like you should. 37 days in the NICU. <clears throat> so we were going over there twice a day. How is he 37 now? Days. Pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he's yeah, but he was man, he was little. But he was healthy like the whole time, you know. I mean, thank God by the grace of God, but like he just they had they can't let him out of the hospital till they're five pounds. Yeah. I guess by law or whatever. I remember the first thing that happened F W C regulations. Yeah, right. F W C exactly. It's the F-D- size F-D- limit. F D O T requires you know, yeah. No cracks in the bridge. Um Yes, yeah, so I remember that night, like it was really scary. And the NICU nurse comes over like, oh, so we're having a baby night? So what we're going to do is we're going to have the baby, and I'm going to put him in my pocket, and I'm going to walk him over to the NICU, and we're going to continue. And I'm like, what? She's like, we do this all the time. Don't worry about it. And, like, actually when she said that, I actually really made me relax. I was like, wow, you just made a joke during the like, most crucial, like, <laughs> yeah. crazy part of my life. You're going to put my baby in your pocket. Yeah. And I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah, but it's cool, man. And he's been, we haven't looked back since, so. Yeah, those are his shoes. So those are his first shoes, and that was really kind of a very important day for me, like when I was first able to put these on him. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you're still kind of like in a my kid's preemie mode, you know, because they say they don't really catch up until like 18 months. Yeah. You know, so when we put these on him, that was really kind of like a watershed moment for me. So it's kind of why I put them on the table. So you make fun of me all you want, (laughs) bombshell. Your pipe and smoke it. No. <laughs> what you got? Apparently he's got cocaine. What you got? <laughs> he's got cocaine for his eye. Well, that's what we say around here. That's a big thing. We do drug tests. And if you don't bring a joint to the interview, then you fail. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's another thing about Amsterdam. If you go to uh, a coffee shop, a coffee shop is smoking. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a cafe, that's where you have coffee. Yeah. So make sure you get that right. Yeah. So it's called coffee shop in plain coffee English. Coffee shop. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, the coffee shop is. 
So how many times? How many times did you go to the coffee shop? Just a couple. Just a couple a day. You have to do it. So is there like everyone's a menu? doing it? <laughs> is there a menu of yeah, yeah. all different kinds of things uh, on there? They're all kind of different, but yeah, there's um like purple haze. They'll roll like them for you, roll a joint for you. Oh yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Sounds fancy. It's just weird. Yeah. But the place that we went to, my husband and I ran in. Uh, it was right by the place that we had dinner that night. It was raining, so we're like, let's just go to the closest one. I mean, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um. We go to this place, and <laughs> there were no backs to the chairs. It was like a bunch of stools, like bar stools. <laughs> and I just saw everyone kind of like leaning back. Come on. Like everyone's, <laughs> maybe it was just me because it was a little high, but it was <laughs> like the place was just really weird. All of a sudden, the chairs melted <laughs> into like, the floor. <laughs> everyone's like kind of <laughs> leaning. Like, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that wouldn't work well for Mark. <laughs> he likes to lean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fall right over. So that's cool. Coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Amsterdam. Uh, Not because of that story. <laughs> I've never actually done it. I'm, too, I'm paranoid done as what, it is. Coffee shops? Yeah. Weed. You've never, never smoked, smoked weed? No. Oh, you should have told me. I could have been more prepared for this podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> now a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we could have done something monumental here today, Mark. No, thanks. Oh, that's so much more fun than beer. <laughs> well, all right. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I get freaked out just with, like, just thinking people have that stuff on my boat sometimes freaks me out. So let alone like now I'm going to bring it next time. <laughs> next one. Look Possibly getting know. like, yep. you know, getting tested or something out. Like I just, it's yeah. not worth it for me to lose. Well, with the captain's license, you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the up and up. You know, there was a thing like how often you go to the doctor? Mm, well, ever since you got to go like at least once every five years for your checkup. Right? right. But once actually after my motorcycle accident, I got to go kind of often because I got pretty banged up. But You're what? I was in a motorcycle accident when? four years ago. Really? Yeah. And you didn't smoke weed after that? Nope. <laughs> I drank a lot more. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Every all right, Everybody I know, I'll never, that's one thing I won't do. I won't ride in a motorcycle because everybody that I know that's ever ridden a bike has either, is not with us anymore or has been in some sort of accident. Yeah. Like they've either laid that thing down at least once. Well, it's not, it scares the hell out of me. It's funny. When I first got my motorcycle license, the guy goes, it's not if you're going to go down, it's when. When, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. My sister has a motorcycle. It always really? freaks my mom out. Yeah. But she's also a too. pilot. She's like, mom, I have a better chance of <laughs> crashing the plane. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm like, well, that really better. made her feel better. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be more scared about the, the motorcycle anymore. I won't ride anymore. I can't even. You won't ride anymore. Nope, right? Absolutely not. It was a pretty bad accident. Mm-hmm. What happened? I had a lady cut me off. She ran a red light. Of course, it was a woman. Of course. <laughs> I bounced off the side of her car and I found... Little hands. They can't hold the weird... <laughs> <laughs> I found the biggest palm tree in the area. Really? Slammed right into Kissed it. Kissed it? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it split the helmet off my head. Come on. Mm-hmm. Now he has like a lingering cough. Yeah. Uh, my, my lung, my left lung has so much scar tissue in it that I only have like 43% usage of it. Are you kidding me? I broke 11 ribs and eight of them punctured that lung. Man, we're falling apart here. Yeah. You broke 11 <laughs> ribs? Mm-hmm. It sucked. <laughs> How long did it take you to recover from that? Almost a year to be, like, fully aware. Oh, my God. Like, every now and then, like, I can, like, move around and, like, things pop and make some funny noises. I dislocated my hip. I broke, I dislocated my shoulder, broke my collarbone, severe concussion, um, broke a bunch of fingers. I separated my wrist. I don't know if you've ever seen Did that. you know all this? Yeah. 
Oh my god! What? That's kind of why I'm smiling. I'm not that mean, but I'm like, mm, you know, I was looking at you. I'm like, man, this. Yeah, I he was. Absolutely um, did. Sadistic stuff going on to the left of me here. Oh, he's She's fine like, now. Laughing, yeah. smiling, I had some this. internal bleeding, so they put me out for a couple days. It's really weird wrecking on a Friday and waking up on Tuesday. It's scary. I will How not touch a bike, no. especially down here. No like, way. It'll it'll be four years this year. Four years. Yeah. So it's not like. So you fresh, were living down. This happened down here in Daytona. Daytona. Oh, yeah. Daytona. Is your head okay? It's never been okay. <laughs> Everyone gets wrecked in Daytona. Yeah. Well, this is New Smyrna, but yeah. Wow. Thank God you're still with us. Yeah, it was rough. We wouldn't have a podcast today. You would. <laughs> You'd be down a guy. <laughs> I was taller, actually, after that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they gave you an extra rib by accident. No, but, wow, you really broke 11 ribs. Yeah, so like... So we fished on Saturday, and it was like, you know, 300 degrees out, 1,200 feet of water. And we're slinging mahi in the boat. I'm like, my hand on the gun, I'm going, oh, I'm going to die. Because I couldn't breathe. And we also didn't have any water left. But Maybe pot would help your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they said I, I shouldn't be it smoking might. anything. I used to smoke cigars. I love smoking cigars. Ugh. And I like now if I do it, I'm for two days, I'm coughing up. So you, you, have, you have a lot of issues now? It's my lungs, and there's a lot of scar tissue in my lung. Right. So the cough now is getting worse, and they found that there's like a – they thought it was a mass at first, but it's really just scar tissue now. Mm-hmm. If I breathe in and I breathe out, it'll move, and it'll actually close off my lung. So, like, it feels like I'm getting choked. Yeah, I wouldn't be smoking anything if I were you. You ever get, like, like a dry mouth where, like, the back of your throat, like, it makes you cough? That's what right. I get. It feels like that. But realistically, my lung's shutting off. Wow. So. All right. No pop for you. Serious. <laughs> you can. There's more for you guys. Yeah. But the uh, well, well, well there, we could do other things for you. The um. <laughs> like put you, cocaine in your right, eyeball. You like, I know where you can go and this place in Boca. <laughs> All you gotta do is like make sure your eye doesn't dilate. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. All right. You, you, are your ribs sore still like ever? Do you... Not really sore. Um, like I get like so where my shoulder separated and stuff. Like mm-hmm. oh, some mornings I'll get up and like it pops itself kind of back into place. Right. Because when it, it it cracked the socket when it separated. Ouch. Ow. Mm-hmm. And like my one finger they had to put back together where you can see right there so I can't straighten it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm really good at like pointing around stuff. <laughs> wow. You should be a police officer. Yes. No point. In New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that another reason why you just you just feel the need not to <laughs> No, I mean it helps, but yeah. That's a thing of the past. So what are your thoughts though as a former police officer? Like can you talk like freely about this about the legalization of marijuana? I don't think it's a, I don't I think really it's a bad thing. <laughs> We're really going there? Yeah, I guess so. No, I don't think it's a bad connected thing. Connected by I mean, water. It's a connected by weed. So yeah. here, oh, well, <laughs> since we're going all this crazy stuff. So my little sister, when she was sick, mm-hmm. she was one of the first people in New Jersey to be able to smoke marijuana. Okay. When she had cancer. So, you know, on that aspect, I would, I don't know if I can say it, but I would have shook, shook people down if that was going to make her better at the time. Right. And I would have taken it home and shoved it down in the throat. Right. But I don't feel like it's a bad thing. I mean, I feel like legalizing it will, like, make all the crazy shit that goes down with 
the marijuana, like chill out. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you give up how many drug dealers now right. that they can go buy it in a store. Dude's out of work. You know, maybe he's actually gonna get a real job. Yeah. So I, I don't really think it's a bad thing. I mean, just like anything else, you can go home and you can smoke your joint and go to bed. You can also go home and drink 10 beers and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's moderation. It's how you're going to do it. You're going to live your life no matter how, you know, same thing with any other drug. Yeah. People are either going to do it the right way or the right way where it's intended. Mm-hmm. Cause you can, you can abuse alcohol. You can abuse cough syrup. Like we just found out. In the car. Mark Mark told me on the way here that he just found out what purple drink is. <laughs> yeah, purple drink. Purple yeah, I just, drink. I just learned. Do that. you know what it is? Elaborate. It's cough syrup. Like Robitussin. I don't know. I don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's I was what like, all the rappers do now. Yeah, it's codeine cough syrup. Yeah, it's codeine. They drink oh, that look with at their, John with dropping their knowledge. I, look at him. He's well. He's got he a computer. That. He's, that. he's googling everything over there. He was on that. <laughs> Can we bring that up online? What is this thing with drink? Yeah. Purple drink. Yeah, it's like past tense, but you're doing it now. <laughs> so I think I kind of I agree with you on the legalization of marijuana. I don't know where you stand on this, yep. but I mean, I don't, there's no issue in my mind um, whatsoever. I, in fact, actually think it would, I know with the jail things like big business and jail kind of, you know, jailing people, which I think it's kind of sucks that people have to go to jail for. You know, weed, whatever. The, yep. the chemical thing is a different story to me because it's really tough, I think, to understand what people are taking, right? especially if, like, nowadays it's very dangerous with, like, heroin and being laced yes. with fentanyl. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, uh, you know, and if someone's doing heroin, just thinking they're doing heroin and there's fentanyl in there, it takes them out. Well, that's kind of, like, non-FDA approved, right? You know, it's like you can't really regulate or tell how much chemical is in if, it's, if the weed isn't laced with anything, you know, it's like, all right, it's weed. If you yep. smoke too much weed, you're probably just going to not go anywhere. Yeah. Right. So, you ever hear those, like, um, those police, like, 911 calls <laughs> when people are high? They're really funny. It was one that was this with one's a cop. like, my iPhone's not working. <laughs> so, like, sir, you called us from your phone. He's like, oh, yeah. They're just really funny. I think one time it was a cop. Oh, that, yeah. That called in, right? Wasn't it like a fellow yeah. cop? Like, you know, I'm really, I don't know what to do with my whole family's here. And blah, blah, blah. And like, what's your name? Yeah. I think he lost his job. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there was another guy last, because you always hear these weird Florida stories. There was this guy that was posing as a cop. And a pull, that. pulled over an actual cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. It was two weeks ago. <laughs> like, there was like some, yeah, I think it was like somewhere up in Melbourne. Oh, God. Like the, the dude was posing as a cop, puts the rollers on, pulls the guy over. He goes like, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? You know, I mean, like nowadays there's so much hate toward law enforcement and stuff. I mean, do you hate a fisherman? No. No. I'm, I go to bed at night happy. Mm-hmm. I hear you. It's a tough job, though. It How was. How long were you a cop for? Four and a half years. New Jersey did a mass layoff when I was young, real young. So you were loving in on the totem pole yep. kind of thing. Did you like being a cop, though? Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then my sister passed away right after I got laid off. So for me to kind of be mentally okay to try to go back to a job like that, I, yeah. I ended up working on boats. And well, I mean, I was always a boater anyway. So yeah. And then you moved to Florida. Just kind of stuck with that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, because I was I always wondering, because um, we never really talked about that with the cop stuff. Yeah, I mean, it know? was fun. It was cool. I worked in a little town. Yeah. Tiny town. Yeah. 
Like most nights I worked by myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Like on your detail? Yeah, my shift. <laughs> yeah, there would be like, it would be crazy. Like in December where right. I lived up there where nobody was around. Mm-hmm. I would just click to the dispatcher and be like, hey, is this thing still work? I'd go two, three shifts without even hearing from a dispatcher. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, me personally speaking, and I think I speak for everyone here at Connected by Water, that we we're fully in support of our police forces. and Absolutely. You know, and all of our firefighters and EMTs and mm-hmm. military and current active military and veterans. It's something that we full That's why they support. all get a discount when they book a charter. Yeah, <laughs> do they? Yes, they do. At Father and Son Sport Fishing. That's correct. At Father and Son Sport Fishing. Correct. Yeah, based out of Pompano Beach, Florida. Yeah, I mean, I just got boarded by the Coast Guard on Sunday. Did you really? Yeah. How they're, are they doing? They're cool. <laughs> Guys like, hey, I remember you from last week. I was on a different boat. Oh, really? Yeah. They Did got, you got boarded twice? Different boats, but yeah. I was like, hey, you have everything? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Where cool. were you when this happened? Right leaving Hillsborough Inlet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're cracking down all that illegal stuff. Right. But they were just doing a safety check. They had a new bosun on board. So they were just, he's like, can you um, kind of like keep going? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? He's like, well, new guy's going to slam into your boat if you don't. <laughs> How I'm does like, that work, like it, like internationally? Like, like you travel a lot. Mm-hmm. You fish in a lot of different waters, like all over, like yeah. Central America and stuff like that, mostly, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, do you, like people never get boarded out there, I've right? I've never seen it. Like, I've, like, I've never thought of that I before. Because I hear about it all the time. You know, the Bahamas is kind of yeah, like because of us, right? Right, mostly because oh, it's Americans or whatever. Yeah, right? in Central America or like. Congo, like I never I've hear never... of anyone getting boarded or anything like that. I got stopped in Cayman one time, but they were more. Really, they want to know if we had soda. Uh, soda, yeah. They were thirsty. No, they don't like get <laughs> See, purple this drink. <laughs> no, so apparently, like they only get like certain kind of drinks down there and stuff. They were like, "Hey, do you have any cool kind of drinks?" And then they were like, "Where are you coming from?" Because I we just had done um, Mexico to Cayman. Mm-hmm. We we're doing it from Panama home, bringing a boat back. Yeah, and uh, but they were cool. You could barely understand them. Did you yeah. have any? Soda? My family's from we did. Cayman Islands. Yeah, John's from yeah. Cayman. Yeah. I've never heard anybody get bored down there. That's why I was asking you. Yeah, we were coming into the harbor. We were looking for fuel, and um, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, you just got to go this way. And I'm like, well, looks pretty shallow. They're like, no, you're fine. We do it all the time. I'm like, well, your boats have to size. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they were right. There. They were right. Yeah, what are you, like, seventh generation came in? Something like that? Was yeah, it some, some I don't long, even, I don't even long, know. like, lineage? My, uh, yeah, my, my dad's side of the family, they were one of the first – people to live on the island to move oh, cool. there from Europe. So yeah, the Watler name goes back a long ways there. Do you guys have boats down there? Um, my dad, my dad, he had a small center console. I have a lot of friends that have boats. He's looking to start his charter. He's worked for the airline there for um, a long time. He's getting ready to retire, but he wants cool. to start his own charter business down there. So he's getting ready to get a, a like a 34 center console. Um, he was looking into getting like a sport fish or something, but he wants something smaller that he can put on a trailer and pull out when he wants. But yeah, yeah I have a lot of friends that have boats down there. And one of my sponsors does a lot of the any Mercury part that goes to Cayman. Yeah. It's usually him. Okay, nice. Yep. He was just there yesterday. Just got nice. home yesterday. We're down in Cayman. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool down there. Um, connected by water. It's the name of the show, but it's also kind of like a theory. 
that we have. I mean, when we bring people on this show, it's kind of like, it's not really a fishing show. Like it is because everyone, most people that bring on here, I know through fishing and stuff like that. But that's really kind of how, you know, we all know each other and at the end of the day, right? So, and we bring people on because they're part of the community. They're part of the fabric of what we do. Um, most of the people that we come here are making a living, mm-hmm. you know, fishing some way, shape or form or, you know, making a living and doing it by connected by water. So, um, it's so important to us that, you know, you know, that community kind of like sticks together. I mean, you know, so I wanted to bring you guys on today. Um, you know, for that reason, really, it's just to say, okay, you know, here's these people, you know what I mean? Friends. We come home, we're all connected by water. Um, can you guys elaborate a little bit on maybe what that community like means to you guys personally and how much it's like kind of influenced your lives? Go ahead, boss. <laughs> you go. Well, I mean, it's, it's like you make a living at it, yeah. right? You know, and it's like it's really kind of changed because you grew up out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you grew up in the same way I grew up, like freshwater fishing mostly, you know, bass and stuff like that. You explained before, like mm-hmm. with your dad, yeah, you I do grew a lot of fishing. fishing. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you see someone evolve out, and now it's like you're worldwide fishing. Yeah. Right. And most of that probably expanded like through that community, that like like water based community. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. and it's not just a job. It's you know, it's your lifestyle. It's, uh, you know, you do it. You do you do what you can to you know keep um, enjoying something that you love so much, and you know you got to take care of it. So. Mm-hmm. You find it's hard to like to make a living out of something you enjoy. I mean. Not really. Not really. I mean, no. you're, you're doing pretty Easy. good. Yeah, yeah, you're doing pretty good. Some days are harder than others. Yeah, I yeah. mean, now as a charter captain, I think that's a little bit of a different story too because you're dealing with all kinds of, like a service. And it's competitive know? here. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, yeah, very. You know, you're dealing with it as a service. And also I'm using a mechanical device to make a living. So you got to keep up on right. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know you're depending in, on, on the yeah. boats. So. And regulations are constantly changing. Um, you know, you have a lot of things. Well, in mm-hmm. Florida with the weather, I mean, hurricane season, if we got a hurricane, I mean. Yep. Lose money. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, though. I'll get people to try to cancel a charter because it says 70% chance of thunderstorms. Right. I'm like, listen, it's Florida. Wait five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait five you know, minutes. Or we'll go left. Yeah. yeah. And, and but they, You know, yeah. and then, but a lot of them have kids and stuff, so they're like, oh, we don't really want to be out there with lightning. I'm like, I don't want to be out there with lightning either, but right. I want your money. Yeah, I want to live, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to. I want to make dinner tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple aspects of the studio too. That's like some of it's service. You know, I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of it's just you know the art and the the concepts that we come up with on our own and stuff like that too. But I see two clear divisions between that too, on like what gives me happiness and what doesn't give me happiness. The service part is really the harder part for us. That's why I try to take off like most of my Sundays. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody pre-books a charter early, like okay, that's fine. For most of it, it's Sunday fun day for me. It's where I yeah. chill out. Some right on. Of, you know, sometimes. Lake Boca. Yeah. Lake Boca. Try to hang out. and You, you hang know. out at Lake Boca a lot? Not really. Not really, right? We did. Um, I had my family actually on my boat. My parents, for the first time, came out on my boat um, mm-hmm. like a week ago. Oh, really? Before I went to Alabama. Mm-hmm. What did they think? Uh, they loved it. Lovely. Like, it's weird because my dad and I would always fish, you know, and my dad loves the beach and my mom's complete opposite of mm-hmm. my dad. She doesn't like sun or sand or anything. Oh, really? So, yeah, but she liked the boat, and we brought the little tailgate grill and grilled out, and nice. had a lovely day. Yeah, we did that down at the, just this past weekend at the 
tiki bar down in Hollow after the lobstering adventure. So we brought the whole family. Liz came down, brought the kids, and we Harris and the family all headed out to the sandbar and grilled out. It was a good old time. Yeah, Alamara sandbar is pretty fun. Yeah, so it was a good time. Yeah, my cousin was home from Boston, so she doesn't get to see much sunlight anymore. Yeah. <laughs> She's in dental school. Oh, really? So, Tufts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Tufts. where um, one of my best friends, Jimmy Bennett, went to dental school there. Cool. And he has Coral Springs Pediatric mm-hmm. um, right here in town. Uh-huh. Um, and cleans all my kids' teeth. What's his name? Jimmy Bennett. Hmm. Yeah. If the, the whole place, we get the whole place is just, it's like a. That was my dentist. It's like a gallery. office when I was little. Coral Springs. So they were on, they used to be on um, Coral Sample Road and University. Yeah. Right uh-huh. there in the corner. And mm-hmm. now he moved it because now he owns it. It wasn't him, obviously. Yeah. I went up, to, uh, he took it over. Dr. Klein. Yep. That's yeah. exactly right. And so he. <laughs> Had a little boat. When you, you remember all the murals in, in there? Uh-huh. That was me. Oh. Those are I did those in college. Cool. When I was in college. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. funny. I just aged myself. We go way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was five. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be thirty. Next Actually, week. I went there up until yeah, like college. <laughs> Apparently, you can see a pediatric dentist up until like college. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I went there. Damn, we should go back to college. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, now he built his own building. Just around the corner, and it's like a Key West house. Uh-huh. You know, and really, and so he's like, oh, all these years growing up there, Dr. Klein had all your murals set, the whole thing. Yeah. It was in this new place. So they outfitted the whole place with my prints, and my canvas prints and artwork and everything. So it's like, kind of like a little gallery of mine. That's cool. So yeah, yeah, I had to go back in there. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, you said, hi. Hi. To see I'm still not an adult. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I send people in there. People get sent in there all the time because they just want to see all the pain. Like, so they're like, that's cool. So Jimmy's like, yeah, people are coming in and asking just to see her work again. So Let's like cool. borrow somebody's kid for the day. <laughs> <laughs> you can take my Or okay. build a bridge. Just right. You don't want me taking bridge. your kid. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Come on, we're going to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, my God. Did I tell you about the, the parakeet? No. All right. So, mango? Yeah, mango. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, mango. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? So he's the last mango. And I think I told this already on the podcast, right? But anyway, so I'll do the, the short version. Right? So we, I, there's a, a little parakeet landed on my truck this like, like past weekend or the weekend before last. Oh, I and, saw it on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, this thing is like falling asleep on my truck. I'm like, poor thing's probably tired. I don't know. got out, you know, so I grabbed it. We brought it in and I put it in like a little cat carrier and long story short, kids fell in love with it. We named it Mango. We went up to the pet supermarket. We got all caged and everything for it later. Like two to two hours later, <laughs> thing freaking dies. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. it's so sad. Yeah. So anyway, we made a joke though. Like that it's we're the last gonna, Mango. We're, we're going to teach it how to talk. I'm like, oh, what do you want to teach it how to talk? So I had this idea, like every time we walked through the front door, we had the thing go, Marsh open. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go back to the pet store and get another? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. So now you just have an empty cage. Now we have an empty cage that we got to bring sad. back. We're debating getting the new bird, but I don't know. Bird's a lot of work. Bird's a lot of work. We'll see. Are the kids still bothering you about getting a new one? No, now they want a foster kitten. So see how that goes. <laughs> Give yeah, them a puppy. So, yeah. We got a puppy. We have two cats already. Yeah, I have two cats. Do you? They're not like normal cats, though. No. Really? Yeah. yeah one's, one's a, <laughs> my friends like to call them like an ocelot. They're, uh, one's a savannah. Oh, really? And one's a bangle. Mm-hmm. Really? Like Are they? Fletcher there's a more maintenance to keep up, aren't they? Not really. I mean, they I heard eat, they're like they a little bit more, more wild, though, right? Yeah, they eat a little more holistic food. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really let them outside. I'm kind of afraid that 
somebody actually somebody had a, a savannah cat in their backyard, like one that was probably a neighbor's of theirs, and mm-hmm. uh, they shot it because they thought it was like a bobcat. So, yeah, I'm not letting him out. Just don't wow. leave, don't I leave used a to, box of I boots I used to walk anywhere. them on a big? little leash and harness. Yeah, I mean, um, my savannah is super, like, thin and, and tall. He's, like, slender. You have pictures of you with the yeah. cats? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to roll them right now. Mm. Look at those kitties. And they go through 35,000 photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife's always like, oh, I want a savannah kitty. I want a Bengal kitty, but then we, like a friend of ours, um, the Kagans out in Fort Myers, um, they own Twin Brothers, the big sea hunters. Oh, there's the there. hands. Ooh. Yep. Yep. That's Raynaud's. That's extreme. Yeah. And and so he says he got, he got a Savannah cat and then he got rid of it like after like three months because it was just like terrorizing their house. Wow. Is there a way to train them? Yeah, they know uh, sit, paw, speak. Really? Um, yeah, I give them little... Bars open. <laughs> bars open. <laughs> <laughs> if I can teach my cat how to say that, then... Um, here's my bangle. Oh, wow. Got, like, Look how gorgeous like, that thing is. What's his name? Uh, Cooper. Her name? Cooper? Mm-hmm. And Fletcher. Stick with my dog. Vegas. Yep. That's Fletcher. He's eating wow, asparagus. Look at those markings. <laughs> So two boys? Yeah, two boys. Fletch. He's named after uh, the Chevy Chase movie from yeah, the 80s. Yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. For sure. Oh, baby. How's Vegas? Good. Good. She did a little boating yesterday, yesterday morning. Yeah. We're trying to get Abby on the boat, but yeah, I don't know. And she's a little introverted, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Well, Vegas filmed a commercial or some video footage for a commercial for ACR a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. her, uh, she's really confi- confident right now. Got to get her to film a Danco commercial. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're going to put her in a pelagic gear bikini. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to, yeah. She's a little be, visor. She's going to be brown shell. <laughs> <laughs> brown shell. That's awesome. Thank you guys for coming on today. Thanks Thank for having did. us. Appreciate this it. This has been a real treat. So let's go get some beer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's Instacart it. We'll just hang out here in the office. Sweet. Let's right. see if it works. We'll see how we can get, how drunk we can get Dennis and paint shit. Right. So at Father yeah, and Son's Fourth. Do, do I ever what? Do you ever drunk paint? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Of course. Do they turn out better than your sober. What kind paint? of Hemingway fan would I be if I didn't <laughs> drunk paint? I have one. I have to show you it, but I painted like one thing. One, I think it was a sailfish, and I had a lot of wine. So then, really, one of my clouds. Looked kind of like um, male's private parts. Come on. So then I had to fix that. I was like, I'm going to finish the clouds tomorrow when I'm sober. Did you ever finish them? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's like, wow, that um, cloud looks really interesting. (laughs) Quite cumulus. Like like an Austin Powers. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? I love this. Yeah. Is that the only thing you've ever painted? Yeah. Was it good? You still it's have decent. it? Decent, yeah. All right, I'll you're gonna, find all right, it. that's fine. We'll roll it. You'll you'll get it to us, and we'll roll it on yeah. the edit. Okay. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. I'm not gonna embarrass you. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Now I'm gonna try to get some paintings off of Mark. Yeah, right. I'll have to find it. I don't know where it is. I draw a hell of a stick person. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> a stick sailfish. Uh, yeah, if I have to. <laughs> Tag yeah, stick. I was, I was always a better drawer than I was a painter. Well, it's you know it takes time to really understand like how to push the medium around. 
on a substrate. I mean, like whether it's canvas or paper and, you know, the way the colors react to each other. I mean, when you start adding color and paint, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Um, but it takes some getting used to, just like anything else. I, just should, I should have Dennis do a tattoo for me. I should. You want to do the other nipple? We can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do I'm the no limits for that. Stuff like that. I'd... Apparently not. Yeah. Have you ever made uh, someone's tattoo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's cool. Harris, my partner, I did a whole sleeve for him. That's cool. Yeah. So he's got a whole thing on it. He's got a the sailfish, um, the map of um, Tavernier where his house is down there. Oh, that's pretty cool. And an Atosha, a goggle eye, um, and it goes in the kind of like a compass rose and everything like that. It's a really cool piece. So every time people see him, they're like, oh, I want to get one done too. And I'm like, well, I don't really do them. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I only kind of do them on special occasions and stuff like that. So I want to get one for me. So I've always been going back. The hardest thing for an artist to do is create for themselves. I bet. So it's like, I'll draw something up. You're like, yeah, it's going to be cool on my shoulder. And then like an hour later, I'm like, what if I don't want it anymore? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. I've already made one mistake, got it covered up. Really? I got one right in the middle of my back. That was kind of a mistake. Like not a mistake, but it just wasn't very well done. It was kind of like a spur of the moment decision. I was actually at a tattoo parlor for a friend of mine. And I was like, while I'm here, I'm like, y'all, here, sketch it with a Sharpie. I'm like, put that in the middle of my back. (laughs) Young and stupid. Oh, yeah. Right. So now I'm like, thank God I don't have to see it every day. I'm just older and stupid now. Yeah. Um, Old and stupid. So, but I want to do something a little bit more, some artistic character, something a little bit more good, better. Best. Best. Good, better, best. Betterer. Yeah. At Father and Son Sport Fishing. Yes, sir. That's how people can reach you. They want to book a chatter. Yes, sir. All right. And if you want me there too. Yeah. Per request. Per request. You get the bombshell on board. Yeah. It's a bomb we got to go fishing. Let's go fishing. Yeah. I thought there was maybe talk about something this weekend, but to see what the weather does. I'm not going to be able to make it this weekend. Okay. We're going to see Luke Bryan. Ooh. Yeah. Where is he playing? Coral Sky. So we got a whole bus going. Some friends of ours. The party my, bus. My uh, nice. good friend of mine's uh, cousin is his pyrotech. So, oh really? I think it was like two years ago. We we actually sat on the side of the stage. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, behind. Yeah, like, he puts on a good show. Yeah, he's a very good entertainer. I mean, we probably see him like four or five times already, but yeah. we usually don't miss him when he comes into town. It's kind of how we are with like Aldine. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, I flew Zach to Nashville to see uh, Jason Aldine last time. Well, mainly because Luke um, Luke Holmes was. Opening up, I for love him. Luke Combs, and I wanted to see I'm him. I'm a himself. huge Luke Combs fan. Yeah, me too. He to me, he's like the best new country artist there I is agree right with now. That. Like, for, like hands down, there's no no one even close to him. Yeah, yeah, guy's amazing. Yeah, the uh, real quick Aldine story. So I used to work in the music business, right, for like 16 years, mm-hmm. and shortly after opening up the studio, I still had a lot of friends. I still do have a lot of friends in that business. You know. It was a billion dollar company that we worked directly with like Universal and Sony and Warner Brothers Records and like, like you know, all that. But it was for my wife and I's ninth wedding anniversary. I was able to hook up a meet and greet with Jason Aldean, which is her favorite. So we go with our friend Jenny and everything like that. And we're going to go backstage before we get to get there early and everything like that. And we meet the label rep and the label rep's like, yep, come on back. So we're thinking, we're like, okay, cool. We're going to get it in line for the meet and greet. If you've ever been to a meet and greet before, no. They're kind of impersonal. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait in the line, go back, and the artist is there, you will meet them, but it's going to be like, hey, how you doing? 
and he just smile. You take a picture, and then you yeah. get yeah. herded off like a cow. That, yeah. That's pretty much what the meet and greet is. It's, you don't ever get to really ask them any questions. They don't want to talk to you. You get a picture. That's about it. That's it, right? You know, on a stage background kind of thing. It looks like a postcard. <laughs> so we're like going past the meet and greet line. And I'm like, isn't this the? And she's like, no, we're let's go. So they put us in a trailer. And in the trailer is a bunch of like Coors Light plates and there's a whole spread of food and everything like that. And they're like, Mr. Aldine will be here in a few minutes. I'm like, what? I'm like, Jenny, hook it up. <laughs> right. So sure enough, like TC from like Kiss Country Radio comes in. He's like, hey, is Jason here yet? What? <laughs> so yeah, for sure. So like a few minutes later, like Jason Aldine comes walking into the trailer. Hangs out with us for like 10 minutes for the show. Shoot. We're cool. talking about how our, we both have bad backs and stuff like that. He's telling me how he like plays basketball every day with the crew. <laughs> like things like they were just like talking about bass fishing, mm-hmm. like whatever. It was the coolest thing. So that's my Aldine story. That's cool. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. yeah we, we snuck into um, uh, Luke, Luke Bryan's uh, tour bus. I guess he had his band's tour bus and then his tour bus. But uh, his band ran out of liquor. So we hopped on the Luke Bryan's and stole us a bottle of really? vodka. <laughs> Yep. Sorry, Luke, if you're listening. It's all right. I'm sure he don't mind. I'm sure he can. He, he's good for it. Yeah. You know, the Zach Brown Band used to do that eat and greet. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Or if you got it, so instead of like the meet and greet, what you do with Zach Brown, if you got the eat and greet, you got to go not backstage, but in the parking lot with the buses are all like oh, yeah. blocking the whole thing off. And the band, and you go and you sit down, it's like picnic style, and you go with your plate. Fried and the chicken? the band serves you. Zach Brown and the Zach Brown band are there serving you food. That's and you get cool. to meet them, talk to them, hang out with them, blah, awesome. blah, blah. No pictures are allowed. No videos allowed to get rolled. It's like the opposite. It was the coolest experience. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I love those guys. And a little bit of chicken fries. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So it's so funny. I've been trying to end this podcast for like the last half hour, and it's like we just can't what stop talking. What else can we talk about? This, this is fun. We're talking about fried chicken. Yeah, we can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, no, I'm hungry. Yeah, right. Let's go get some lunch. Okay. Uh, at Bombshell underscore fishing. Mm-hmm. At Father and Son Sport Fishing. At Connected by Water. At Dennis Real Art. Check everybody out. Yes. See ya. Bye. Later. Oh. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.